Hi, I'm Ricardo Deacon. And I'm Orla McDinas. And welcome to The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where one of us recommends a film, we both watch it and meet to discuss it. This week's movie is Hunt for the Wilder People from 2016, directed by Taika Waititi, <laughs> produced by Carthew Neal, Matt Noonan, Leanne Sanders and Taika Waititi. Screenplay by Taika Watiti. <laughs> I, I, I like saying his name. Um, I like looking at his face. Based on Wild Pork and Watercrest by Barry Crump, starring Sam Neill and Julian Dennison. Music by Lucas Buda, Samuel Scott, and Conrad Wedd. And cinematography by Lachlan Milne. Edited by Luke Haig, Tom Egos, and Yana Gorskaya. That's a lot of people. <laughs> it's like four per job there. And then Small independent cinema. Uh, the IMDb synopsis is a national manhunt is order for a rebellious kid and his foster uncle who go missing in the wild New Zealand bush. I like that description. Well, like it completely misses the tone of the movie. <laughs> it does, but it kind of in a way it does at the same time. <laughs> so, yes. So, uh, this week's film was picked by Orla, so uh, as it is tradition, why did you pick the movie, Orla? Um, uh, <laughs> I love this movie. Um, <laughs> I just I think this is like a really charming little film, um, but the reason I picked it was, um, I think it, it like, it's one of those films that lives up to uh, the promise of its trailer. And often with comedies, you're kind of getting all the funny bits in the trailer and then you watch it and you're like, oh, there's the funny bit from the trailer. Um, but I think this like surpasses the trailer. And I remember whenever the trailer came out, I remember watching the trailer with you and us just laughing our asses off at it. So I wondered if uh, you agreed with me that it uh, lives up to its promise. Did you? No. <gasps> I think that I don't hate the movie. I don't think that there's a w- any way to to hate this movie. Yeah, it's very charming, but I felt a uh, very lightweight. Yeah, really. Yeah, and uh, forgettable. Really? Uh, yeah, I actually had to sit down yesterday and read about the movie again because I completely forgot about bits in the oh, movie. Oh no! Um, it didn't warn your heart. Well, like I said, it's very charming, but I was expecting a lot more. Yeah. Um, what were you expecting? Well, like I was expecting uh, something to be better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like actually, it took me a while. Like we'll get into it. It took me a while to try to understand why I didn't love the movie because mm. uh, it wasn't that I was sitting there seething in anger like in other reviews. Yeah. It was the movie ended, and I was like, "Yeah, that was pleasant," but I didn't get blown o- blown away by it. Yeah, well, okay, before you get into that, I don't know, I I just counter that with, I don't know if, like, that this is the kind of film that, like, blows you away necessarily. Like, it's not, you know, I don't think that's what it's setting out to do necessarily. Well, like, I mean, but... for what it's trying to do. I'm not saying that this should be Citizen Kane okay, or something. Yeah, but even in the context of the film itself, I never, I was pleasantly entertained throughout the yeah. two hours or whatever that the movie is, but at no point I felt like, super excitement or super sad in the sad bits in the movie, etc. It didn't grab me by the the scruff of the neck and yeah. shake me like a... Like, there's a lot of good stuff in the movie. I'm not gonna, I'm not denying that. Yeah. But especially uh, 
after like I absolutely loved uh, what we do in Shadows. Yeah. And I I like in general like New Zealand humor. Yeah. Uh, I love Flight of the Concords and stuff and there's like a lot of crossover. Yeah, like, well he he and wrote and directed a few of the the episodes of Yeah, it's uh, like uh, I was coming in expecting to like it passes the five laugh test. Let's oh say, yeah, 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 in spades. Like within twenty minutes or so. So I'm not saying that it's not a funny comedy. Which, well, at the end of the day, that's what a, the first thing f- for a comedy to do is to make you laugh. So that's why I don't think that the film is a complete failure. <laughs> but, it's not a complete failure. That's good. I think that there's a. Uh, looking back on the the movie when I was trying to think about what to say really mm. is that it actually took me a while to figure out what to say yeah and um, I think that there's a lot of missed opportunities within the movie not uh, not just past the fact that they're in the middle of the jungle and they don't make a Jurassic Park reference <laughs> when you have Sam Neill in so humor wise you think it's their missed opportunity or it's more the uh, it feels like the the humor was given uh, all the 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 love and care that the film required, mm. but uh, character and even in a filmmaking sense, a lot was not great on that side of things. Like I think okay. that the writing is the best thing in the movie, and the performances are all good. Uh, except for the the social service lady, I just <laughs> didn't like her at all. She so, feels like she's from a different movie. Uh, okay, hold hold on. So you think the characters are lacking, but that the writing is the best thing about the movie? Yeah, but in the in the sense that like the scenes that they speak, yeah, it's well played and well performed. But there's a lot of. Uh, that they tell you something on those scenes, but they don't. There's no scenes of showing character development. Mm. The um, I was hoping to save this point for a bit, but it's not true <laughs> now. Is that especially it might be your fault because I've seen so many videos like Ray Mears and stuff about uh, bushcraft and living <laughs> in the wild. Is that it just. It doesn't feel like they're actually living in the wild because they don't do anything. Like suddenly he shows up with a kneel and it's like, I just have the knack. It's lazy in a way, I, I feel. And um, So you wanted more montages of them surviving. Even, like even just one scene, there's not a single scene that is uh, them. The only thing that it, it seems to be that they do is that he knows not to get lost. Um he knows how to kill pigs kind of well there's an entire montage of all the things they kill kind of in the middle of the movie whenever they're really starting to get going and they're like you know they're kind of the first couple of months of them being in the wild yeah there's but they're killing them but they're just killing and... with the with the guns <clears throat> like uh, that is they did the setup of him getting trained with a rifle in the beginning yeah but uh, i mean more even living in winter that there's 
how did they build the shelters, how they did everything. And I'm not saying that the movie should just be that. Yeah. But when Do you survival, find that distracting? Yeah, because it's so much of the script and the story is about how to live in the wild. Like, they're the wilder people. Yeah. And they don't show anything of actually living in the wild besides shooting stuff every so often that like you could literally just pop in and pop out and i kind of agree with you but i I didn't find that problematic at all like i don't think it needed any more like it's it's it is a whimsical film like it's i it i didn't feel like it needed it to be like so pointedly realistic up to that point you know what i mean like i it just it carried me along based on the characters so i didn't really require it to be more you know this is how they survive for so long or or, you know because it's not that film you know what I mean it's kind of like like what I think is the best comparison for this well there's two comparisons like I think Wes Anderson's kind of quite strong there in the background but um definitely Edgar Wright and how within like Edgar Wright movies and how they often devolve into just you know people shooting or attacking zombies or whatever you know it's not it's not realistic that they manage to get out of a lot of the scenarios that they're in like in Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz or whatever when they're shooting everyone and there's bullets everywhere and you know it's it's ridiculous that but it, it's it's a parody of whatever it's a parody of zombie movies it's a parody of you know so it's you're carried along despite the fact that it's missing that level of realism because it's never setting out to be realistic it's well, like i'm not saying that it should be uh, ray Mears episode or no, the revenant I know, or something I know what you mean but like i just i don't know i don't really but if you take for example like a uh, moonrise kingdom mm. which was the the film that i it references quite a lot i yeah. feel it's like even social services and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is the in Moonrise Kingdom, even though it's even more whimsical and unrealistic, the world of how they survived and do stuff, like it becomes part of the the actual world building. Let's say, and I think that mm. not that it needed to be realistic. Mm. It could be completely whimsical and stuff, but I think that it's a missed opportunity in the world building, considering that it's so much of the movie is about survival in the world. If it mm. was just that they go on weekends, trips to hunt, mm. I wouldn't call attention to it. But for the fact that the movie is about surviving in the wild <laughs> for like five, six months in the height of winter and everything. See, I, th- I think that this kind of leads back to kind of one of the, the themes of this is like kind of like masculinity and, and like, you know, like New Zealand men being being men and, and how like Sam Neill's whole character is that like, you know, this is this is what he does. He's a man. He can survive in the wild, but he is completely lacking in, in basically every other facet and that like you know we have uh, Bella and how she's obviously like she's warm she's loving she's but she's practical at the same time like she can go out and kill pigs she can but she can bring in a child and raise him and see you know like it, in the beginning just to, to, to hit on that one yeah. one of my favorite scenes is when she's showing him how to unpluck a, a, yeah. a, a hair <laughs> and it's just moments like that it doesn't have to call attention to itself yeah but it'd be more of that and because it started that way yeah. I was disappointed they didn't keep going that way, that at least every so often there's a reminder that this guy is an expert at living in the wild. That's the thing that for me is uh, all he does is like damage his ankle <laughs> and then... <laughs> well, he keeps them alive. <laughs> I don't think yeah, but 
we're told he gives us a lot of, but he didn't. It's not shown how he does okay. it. And I okay, think that, okay, that's fair enough. That doesn't bother me, but I understand what you mean. I think that my the 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 major issue that I had with the movie was, for one, visually, it just uh, there's moments, especially like second unit stuff, that they're flying with all the helicopter stuff and everything. Yeah. yeah. The, there are other scenes as well, like when they're in the waterfall and everything that is very cinematic. But a lot of it is shot in places that literally looks like the first 20 feet of the bush. <laughs> and because it's so similar one from the other, it's just flat with a bit of a few plants and a couple of trees that they could have just like swiveled the camera and shot across from going uh, into you didn't like feel like they scene. were really in the wild yeah and the, there's moments like uh, when the, he refers to lord of the rings yeah that then i realize that that even in the small woods when they show in lord of the rings or even in this in moments that there's so many interesting landscape within the new zealand bush you know yeah and it was very bland i felt and a lot of the time and see, then you I, see the I ending think that's, when they're that's, walking um, in sorry i think that's done on purpose though because um like i read an interview with um taika watiti um uh, ages ago where he was saying that um one of the things of new zealand film and obviously lord of the rings is very guilty of that is really overly exploiting the new zealand landscape and i think he was sort of like very much against that and i think like a lot of the like i think it overuses what do you mean by exploiting like, well just like using having it there like just i think he, he does it to a certain extent where there's just there's there's too many kind of like sprawling helicopter shots you know what i mean that it, it's just kind of there's not even a real reason why it's there in films you know what i mean that it's just like they're they're overly relying on this beautiful vista to sell film rather than and i think that that he really didn't want to do that so yeah, I, i'm not saying that yeah, it's just helico- uh, more no, helicopter no, but shots even, but it, it, even in, just inside, in, in yeah. general of um like there's you know I, I think it's it's there's maybe like a little bit too much of that but even because then whenever you have that scene where they're in the majestical place that it really is majestical because it feels like it's sort of a it, it's not overused so whenever you finally get to that scene it's like oh wow fuck this is actually really beautiful but that really it's more just kind of down on ground level with them as they're just kind of tracking along it's not you know what i mean like i i, I felt that the their use of the landscape was like adequate i didn't feel that it was uncinematic just because they hadn't used more of like the you know the beautiful mountains and well like i i don't mean of that's why i uh, made the point of the scene when they're uh saying oh this is like lord of the rings when the swat team goes behind them yeah that it is not a super beautiful place it's not any less normal New Zealand bush than anything else in the movie. Yeah, it's just that it's a little bit more int- visually interesting than the rest, and because we spend so much time mm. in the in the wilderness, it's not it, a lot of it didn't feel as well that uh, was untouched by humans. There's a lot of it's of them walking in this like the minor scenes mm-hmm. that you can see a footpath. Mm. And it takes away from the willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. See, I I think that's funny that, like, you... Like, the things that you have problems with are just aspects that 
like I did, didn't even really think about while watching it like I've seen this like three times because like the characters and the story and the humor and everything like the warmth of the characters and their relationships just carried me along so I wasn't sitting back and kind of going oh there's a footpath over there that oh I don't believe in this anymore so I think that maybe it, it's it's a little bit uh, dreams of a life where <laughs> you it, just, it just weren't hit me, yeah. yeah you just you weren't sold from the get-go so you could sit back and start thinking about everything else that if but, you if you'd been carried along maybe you wouldn't have I think that's well you wouldn't have it, picked up on it but you wouldn't have had such a problem with it if I, I mean? had like the ending of the movie as well like I think that it would have been uh that it would have left me with a fuzzier feel- feeling, you know, that sometimes you watch a movie that is like three quarters of the way in, it's far better than another movie that is just average, but because the ending of this second movie is better, yeah, you come out thinking it's a better movie because you leave the <laughs> cinema with like warm, fuzzy feelings about the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the last third of the movie is quite misjudged. Uh, that's what I mean, why I hated the... The, the character of the of the social uh, services lady. Yeah. Because there is, it is a whimsical world that he, Taika Waititi has created. Yeah. But she seems to be... There is a reality to it as well. That, that's what makes it effective. Mm. The, uh, you can imagine this happening in the world that he created. It's kind of realistic, but at the same not time... Mm. majestic as, <laughs> majestical majestical but the <laughs> the social service lady just seems to be from a different movie like yeah. she i kind like, i kind of um, crazy i know? kind of agree with you because i think um like it because say if you look at say kind of like the ridiculous news footage or or like the 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 family that he encounters and everything like that i like that aspect of it because it's like I think about this is that um like New Zealand is kind of like a character as well and not just in like the landscape but like the whole idea of like New Zealand is so small their population is so small that if something even remotely like this ever happened it would literally grip the nation because you yeah. know and so like seeing the guy out and like the news reporter and everything like little things like that and the fact that your man's there trying to get selfies with him because this guy this kid's a celebrity because it's like oh, he's gone rogue so when you well, kind tell of, me of the reporter is that he's a radio reporter but he'd be behaves like he's a film <laughs> oh it's so good um but yeah so when you kind of when that's kind of mixed then with the social services thing and it's kind of about like it's it is it's it's slightly overplayed but i feel like if it hadn't been sort of ridiculous pretty much from the get-go that side of it they were never going to get away with having the ridiculous ending you know what i mean like it kind of it reminds me well so much as well of um, Edgar Wright because of like I remember whenever Hot Fuzz came out and he said that he wanted to make a movie where like the British police were cool because there was, you know it's all about like American cops and how they're heroes and everything and then you just have like you know plods and you know he wanted to make a because it's like kind of because they're so they're a similar age so they were growing up with kind of like you know like 80s blockbusters and these kind of ridiculous movies and like they're like parroting them but making almost like homages to them at the yeah. same time point so, break is amazing yeah, yes. yeah you know what i mean exactly so it's it's um it's uh and even like directly directly referencing them but um in order to to like have that ending it needed to be set up that this woman is insane and for some reason has the backing of like you know like it it is it is i agree that 
I think part of it is her, her performance as well that like it starts off funny and then by the end of it has just gone so far that it's a bit like but the, the issue as well is that like she behaves insanely and everybody reacts to it as she's an insane person yeah like I think that for her character like it's the reaction of everybody else that is the issue it, mm. if it was that they treated her like she was reasonable, but you and as audience member goes, oh, she's ridiculous. Yeah. It's because she's even they, mocked when she does the interview. And but stuff. they it's, go along with her at yeah, the same time. Yeah. It's like, how would you militarize a fucking <laughs> search like that when you know that the person is insane, you know? Yeah. And as well, like, uh, I think that I do agree that it's in a, in a story point of view that they would uh, need her to be that crazy to get to the ending that they have yeah but you're you find the know, ending probably yeah, so. <laughs> like i liked it up to the point that riz derby shows up and i really liked the whole section uh yeah with riz but derby after that yeah when it gets like <laughs> fucking <Get> insane <laughs> yeah wait what i have a tunnel i can just fucking oh, open i haven't built it yet what am i doing for life we have to pretend to be dead <laughs> no it works if we all do it he absolutely stole the movie, I think. Like, um, I don't know. I love Sam Neill as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sam Neill is... The you can call him uncle if you like. <laughs> no, he can't. <laughs> oh, I think Sam Neill is fucking... I think it's, like, just genius to get Sam Neill for this. Like, it really... Cause and it, not it reference Jurassic Park. Yeah, but it doesn't need to reference Jurassic Park because it is What? Well, it references the fucking... Uh, it, it, it references a movie that it didn't earn the right to reference that oh, it's uh, McCabe and Mrs. Miller. <laughs> when fucking Leonard Cohen starts playing yeah, in the montage. I did oh. laugh. Um, Actually, yeah, I wanted to ask you about um the soundtrack. What you thought of the soundtrack. I, I quite enjoyed it. Like I said, this, like the ending would be the only part, like truly cinematically, that I have an issue with. But like I said as well, no, none of these issues by themselves is a big deal for me. I think it's just the accumulation of them all yeah. that left uh, left me cold. It's not a one point I was sitting there going like, oh man fucking trees or something uh, yeah 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 no it, I, I know what you mean i think as well that i understand where you, you're almost like finding it not difficult but you really had to think about why you didn't like it you know that it just yeah. it just didn't hit you yeah oh i'm disappointed i really thought you were gonna no, it's <laughs> not a like i said like it was an enjoyable two hours yeah uh but it wasn't a two hours that i'll be remembering 10 years from now or something like i wouldn't watch it on my own again mm. uh, unless somebody was putting it on like a friend I wouldn't have a problem watching it you know put that on the poster <laughs> if a friend put this on I wouldn't have a problem watching yeah. it <laughs> oh god like I, I do think that the, 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 the basic concept of the movie is very clever and Sam Neill's performance is really good and I, I like that, that character especially because it doesn't take the easy route that like he's just a, a damaged guy is that he also he was in prison for manslaughter and stuff so yeah, you, it yeah. gives him a layer I like how that's just kind of dropped in there as well <laughs> kids just like what? <laughs> oh god there's... you ain't gangster? <laughs> I didn't choose the skunk's life the skunk's life chose me what the heck calls his dog Tupac <laughs> Yeah. Well, like I was pissed off with this movie when they killed the fucking dog for no reason. There's no oh, emotional payoff after that. They didn't kill the dog for no reason. Like, 
You know, it was a, oh, actually, like oh. The, like the scene is touching, but afterwards it's completely forgotten. Oh, the, 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 they, they bury him, and it's like the whole, the whole time with no, the fact that he I mean. can't he can't read, and you know what I mean. It's like no, that's what I'm saying. That like the whole moment is kind of touching and stuff, yeah. but like when that section is done, yeah, it's like yeah, I never had a dog. You know, it's not the he at the end of the movie when he's in the halfway home. It's not only the He's not with Ricky. Is also yeah, the he doesn't like have a, his dog. yeah, but should be that instead of just like oh you're, you're watching TV or look at this criminals. I, play I don't poker. know. I didn't really need that to be like hammered home because when he's sitting there and he's trying to read, you know, like he's a broken man. Like he's lost. You know what I mean? He's he's lost the thing that he didn't even realize was so important to him. You know, like the whole thing with Ricky and you know, like it's I I don't like it. I, when he's sitting there in the steps. I didn't really need it to be like you know. Well, like now I hammered home. I'm no, not. No, but uh, I, I just think that if it had, a, if they had a, had a reference to, oh, I miss my dog, or even like however subtle it would have been, I just think. Like, I'm just saying that, like he, when they're in like Bruce Derby's uh, flat, he could have been like looking at a picture of himself and the dog, <laughs> uh, just like he's carrying it around like secretly beside all the little pictures that he's drawn of Bella. Yeah, and they uh, cuts <laughs> oh, back to like a. Uh, whenever he's so uh, he's just sitting there drawing her, and it's like no. Oh. Well, like um, he's a crap artist but like uh, give him a for effort but. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you about um, uh, the death of Bella, Bella. Um, and how that was handled and how it kind of was then like, referenced throughout the rest of the film and everything yeah I think it's one of those things that didn't hit me as emotionally as it wishes to do really? I think that yeah like um, I think also that because it happened off screen and it's such a now I I felt more uh, like the the most moving bit was when Hank just stands up in the church when Tiger was like doing like the worst <laughs> fucking sermon of all time, Jesus, and um, or the he's... or the moment that Ricky shows him the box that he's been carrying it all yeah, the time. Yeah. Like th- that is quite effective. I think that the memory they use the 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 use of her as a memory mm. works better than like her loss as a character because you're not there. I I think that I like the character. She dies too quickly. Well, uh, no, for the purpose of the movie, I don't think that she does die too quickly because <clears> they, <throat> they had to get the adventure going. Yeah. But I I feel that it, it doesn't have the emotional. Uh, you're not a. You don't have the time to to make that emotional connection with her to cry. Let's say when she dies twenty minutes into the movie. Yeah. Like, and I think it's with the exception of up. I think it's impossible to do that in such <laughs> yeah, a short yeah. period of yeah. time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I sort of, well, kind of agree with you, but not really. But I think because they managed to have so many really nice like just quiet little scenes with Ricky and her where you know like even just like the little water bottle or whatever and she's just like oh you know you're gonna you're gonna run away tonight you know like it, it's they're, they're very short little scenes it's not you know what I mean where she's just sort of like slowly bringing him into the into the into the family and into the world and everything like I, I think that they, they do it really well I think that it could have been where she just dies and you're like, huh? You know, I, I think... Yeah, they, like, I'm they... not saying that, uh, like, I have a nice cold heart and didn't no, no. feel something, <laughs> but... Well, no, that's not what I was saying that you were either, but... The... But I, I felt that, like, the emotional side of the movie, like, Hank's development is far stronger than... Uh, Heck? Heck. Hector. 
the hex uh, <laughs> journey in development and the the sadness that just permeates everything that he does mm. um has a bigger it had a bigger effect on me than uh Bella's death and i think it's just related to the fact that you're with heck a lot more time yeah yeah it's uh like bella's performance is really good and i really yeah, like her as a she's character brilliant, yeah um yeah I, I, i've never i don't know if i've seen her in anything before if she was but yeah she was just brilliant she was just she really like um she just in, was able to encapsulate all the different aspects of the character even though you spend so little time with her that um you just warmed her right away and kind of but she's not just kind of like you know oh like warm fuzzy mammy or whatever like you know she's a whole she feels very well-rounded in the way that Heck she's does. earthy yeah. yeah in the way that heck does as well and even you can then, understand them but, together as yeah well. and you, i just love how as it goes forward you understand their relationship more and and how much should she actually meant to him and everything and and you know it, i think that it's quite well played between the three kind of relationships that are that are kind of going on like um uh that's that's why all those aspects of it because i thought they were all really well handled is what took me along and the fact that like it is the <laughs> so funny at the same time it's like it's poignant and whimsical at the same you know like it, it's kind of doing both things so you know that's that's why it really kind of sticks with me and why i like this movie so much yeah like uh like i said i liked it it's hard to to explain uh, why no yeah I, can't, I understand because it's not like dreams of a life that i yeah, think that it hits had... me but i had a lot of issues already yeah. but i think that if i rewatched it i might like it a little bit more <laughs> but with let's this let's not reference that uh, <laughs> this is very different <laughs> but with this it's just um it's like a solid like seven out of ten movie kind of yeah. thing like four star movie but the nothing really one way or the other it works for what it is so i can't criticize it too much were you that expecting aspect. more i was expecting more um how can I put it? It, it, it? It's not that it didn't match my expectations. Mm. It didn't match my expectations of the actual moments and payoffs that they create within the movie, not something yeah. that I brought to the movie with me. Yeah. And especially because it starts so uh, shortly, the direction and the, the scripting, like you said, of mm. uh, Bella's development and Ricky's development and yeah, Heck's development yeah. <clears throat> that at the point of when Heck breaks his ankle mm. it's when the movie kind of dips for a bit mm. and then it comes back in the ending of the second act let's say and the beginning of the third act yeah like uh, I'm back on the adventure and then the ending goes too big so it goes down hill for me there and then it yeah. goes up because the actual ending ending yeah i really liked yeah i like that little scene but or even the the courtroom the ricky doesn't yeah. change whatsoever <laughs> the... so funny. Uh, i do love the um the, the even the two characters of like the dad and the girl he goes to live with and how like they're they're barely in it but even just that um I'm taking selfies i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i captured you um but even just the very 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 end whenever he's like oh you know i'm with a new family now you'd like them and they're just one shot of them and they're just outside the car and they're like play fighting or whatever and it's like it's just a perfect little you know you can immediately imagine ricky's life with them and how it's the perfect home and it's you know that it's and it's right in the middle of nowhere as well so he hasn't lost this new thing of discovery yeah, yeah, it's right beside the bush you know it's yeah um I and I did like the how it plays off like the 
the vision of nature versus the vision of city life even though they men- they don't show city life except yeah. for like one shot in the beginning yeah but is that you realize how nature is good for the spirit let's say yeah um, without hitting you in the head with it it's just like ingrained in the fabric of the picture and i quite enjoy that yeah and like that scene with the family when um ricky goes for help and sleeps in as well the next day <laughs> it's one of my favorite sections in the movie oh you sleep he slept in mate <laughs> oh shit <laughs> their accents like the new zealand accent you can almost say anything and oh, it's funny mate. oh god yeah like I ricky think... baker is such ricky a funny baker. name <laughs> <laughs> ricky baker oh um, yeah i think that that's what kind of oh, i've forgotten about the the, the keyboard ricky the, the, baker. the birthday song years old. <laughs> and hector <laughs> drive hector uh, <laughs> Oh, it's so good. And the actor's just sitting there like... Oh, Sam Nicholas is just perfect for this. Um, yeah, I think um, what kind of ele- elevates this movie a bit from just being kind of a an indie, another kind of indie, not knockoff, but, you know, Wes Anderson sort of um, inspired film is the fact that it's New Zealand humour. And that is something that we don't see a lot or enough of. And it is, it is, it's just different. It's, you know, it's, it's more like British humor in a way, but it's like, or Irish humor, but it's, it's, it's so different from American humor. And even the kind of humor that you see in Wes Anderson, that it's, it's just, it's a different, it's a different style. And, and just the, even the way the characters are, that they're like being kind of like um, parodies of like New Zealand, you know, be it New Zealand man, New Zealand, you know what I mean? It's. It, that it, that really kind of helps it to feel like something a bit different, I think. Yeah, like it it, it feels different, and it also has uh, something that I mentioned before the uh, of uh, what we do in shadows. That I think that this movie has a lot more to say, and yeah, a lot more, well, a bit more interesting themes. But I think that what we do in shadows is a better movie just because what it, it succeeds is. in yeah. everything it sets out to do. Yeah. So I I do think that it's a far more. Uh, adventurous this movie and uh, uh, risk taking even yeah. in cinematic aspects like the way that he deals with montage uh, yeah. having, like, even that like that it's stuff. more that it's more mainstream like it's a re- it's you know it's a really standard plot but that it is more challenging in a way because the thing of like what we do in the shadows that it's it's just it's it's a very self-contained idea you know that to knock it out of the park it just has to be consistently funny and consistently you know and it's all quite locked in a very small kind of location and everything and really just based off of like the characters playing off each other and stuff whereas this is like you're really kind of like you know breaking out and you can see why as well someone would look at it and go yes thor <laughs> yeah i really want to see thor because he says that he it's not he's not toning the humor yeah, down it's not like um yeah that's the thing it's kind of i hope it what doesn't happen it doesn't happen to um him what happened to edgar wright with um ant-man where they uh they kicked him off at mainstreamed the, like the crowd well, like i it. think it's too late now to <laughs> yeah oh, definitely because no, no. it's coming he's out been, at the end of this he's year been, i think i think everything's fine but um but also like the original tour is a comedy is yeah. like a, a fish out of water kind of story yeah well, so he... i think that within the thor well if you take the second one away yeah like it fits on the that individual franchise not in the marvel system though. yeah because it's gonna be more of a guardians of the galaxy than a um 
you know avengers hopefully yeah like the like in thor and the the first one he w- walks into a pet shop demanding a horse and <laughs> somebody says like he has a big they have a big dog and he's like can i ride him <laughs> <laughs> did you see they released like a little um short film type thing of like basically like just a kind of a not a teaser for the movie but just like a little short thing with thor kind of like living in the real world waiting for captain america to call him <laughs> it's just, it's very it, it works as well because Is it Taika, who, what, yeah, what, yeah he, it, it's very much within his style but then at the same time like he, he just seems to be able to get very good performances out of people and i don't know that it's just that it's the writing and then picking very good actors or whatever mm-hmm. but even like i mean chris well like with a kid there's always oh, like yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you mean, have to yeah. guide the but if the you look at say like chris hemsworth is not a bad actor but he just gets something else out of him in this like he really really gets the humor out of him you know and he it's yeah it's just it's a really short little thing but it's worth a watch if you're I'll worried have a watch there. if you're worried what the is gonna be like well like uh i want to say that i'm worried yeah. it's not the kind of thing that i worry about these days but well no you know, i don't say sit in bed at night <laughs> worrying about fucking tour the marvel, the marvel universe um yeah well you know for every for every like you know guardians of the galaxy or whatever there's there's then a warcraft which takes and <laughs> slightly ruins a uh, director's reputation but um anyways what was your what was your favorite thing about the film? Uh, Sam Neill's performance. Yeah, um, I probably agree with that. And I think it's that not only it works as a performance, is that it grounds the Ricky Baker character. I yeah. don't think that the Ricky Baker character works without Bella and then Heck. Yeah. And uh, that basically is the the crux of this movie. That is the relationship between Ricky Baker and, yeah, and that's what other I'm saying. people. It's the it's the you know the three kind of main relationships that are kind of. And then I suppose his relationship with the crazy um, social services lady. I think that the the like just thinking about it now is is the reason that I think that Moonrise Kingdom got it right and yeah. this didn't is that in Moonrise Kingdom she represents well, she's a, like a cold bureau- system. She's a bureaucrat. Yeah. yeah, she's because you're in the system. You know, she's cold social issue. services. You know, it's it's yeah. This is just kind of like someone gone rogue, but not even rogue in a funny way where it's. You know, she's working outside of it. She's working within the system with people who think she's insane. Yeah, that was a really good point, actually. Um, I hadn't really thought of that, that they all are clearly aware that she's mental and yet facilitating her for some reason. Yeah, and then but... it takes you away from the, the, the movie. And then it takes, like, when you realize that you're watching a movie... <laughs> and you're like you yeah. stop going like oh. it's kind of it's taking you out of it like yeah it takes a couple of scenes to get back on it and yeah. then if it just happens that the next few scenes are not corkers like you might take a little bit longer and then the movie ends and you're like oh yeah that was all right <laughs> good stuff so what was your least favorite thing uh what was your favorite thing with sam neil's performance um I don't know either Sam Neill's performance or else the character of Bella and how how really she's kind of like the center of the movie even after she dies um probably both those things I like a lot of things about this film clearly <laughs> like even your sister on Twitter oh. went like oh I can't wait for Ricardo's take and I was like oh these people God. love that movie and I'm you've just broken, gonna see it you've it. broken everyone's heart in my family like you're I mean yesterday my parents were saying like oh we gotta get Ricardo off to Donegal you know tell him that he's invited not anymore oh Jesus 
the, the McNeilis clan have turned against me. They want all their money back from the Red Bear. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> that money doesn't exist anymore. Or the, but um, I take everything back. Um, just edit that and make a two-minute episode. I Loved want to it. go to Donegal. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it, period. Um, <laughs> uh, I was trying to think what my least favorite thing was. Um, probably, probably social services lady. Yeah. The, yeah. It was just, it was a bit too over, over cranked. I think that'd be the, <coughs> my least favorite thing within the movie, but I don't think is what holds it from being a great movie. Yeah. I think it's just, it's like the lots collection of, li- of little of, things. Yeah, lots of little things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think though, as like it's not a pretty low budget, but it's kind of his first big movie. Yeah. Because um, really, like I mean, he's swinging for the fences, yeah, so like, like he, he can't uh, complain yeah. about that. No, it, it like it makes me really happy that this film did quite well as well. Like, well, obviously enough for him to get the Thor thing or whatever, but that. I like that there because he is very unique and is you know but like unique but in a kind of a like accessible way you know what I mean yeah. he's not he's not like Jodorowsky or whatever you know what I mean he's like you know Jodorowsky <laughs> is accessible have you seen Holy Mountain it's amazing birds flying out of gunshots who doesn't uh, do that you know I, I it warms it warms my heart that there are directors like this that are out there that are that are reaching larger audiences because they are doing something different but kind of you know. So it's uh, I'm glad this movie exists. Yeah, you can understand why it has the 97 percent rating in the uh, Rotten Tomatoes because yeah. it's not. If you see, that's the one issue with the Rotten Tomatoes system is that you can have a film that is 100 percent, but everybody gave them three out of five star. Yeah, and then you have a film that quite... is a 50, yeah. and uh, out of the 50 good reviews, is five out of five, and the others are two. So yeah. it's like a divisive movie. But if you get it, yeah. it's amazing. I think that That's, it's one of those yeah, movies that got take, three along the board take, kind of thing. Um, no, it was pretty. It, it was what, oh, you, it was four, what you said. Yeah, three, it was four, kind yeah. of a four out of five star movie where yeah. you know where people were kind of like you know oh you know I really really like enjoyed this or whatever. But it's it's not it's never it's not a five star movie like definitely yeah. not. But um, yeah, I I not a massive. Um, I mean, I'm glad that Rotten Tomatoes is there. It's vaguely useful, but it's never you have to take its its ratings with a pinch of salt and kind of look at yeah. how many there are and what you know like you really need to kind of it's more like pick a reviewer that you actually trust like uh, well, one or two yeah like one or two or like like maybe like three kind of that you you know that you, you know their opinions and how they kind of approach movies and how they yeah. you know and then once you can kind of even if you don't agree with them all the time you can kind of get a good sense of what the movie's like but um any closing thoughts well, like the uh, it was a good pick, I think, and also uh, considering what's next week's film, uh, <laughs> I did enjoy well, having a bit I, of. A, well, it was yeah, our first kinda, lighthearted comedy yeah, kind of movie. Yeah, I kind of wanted to have um, something in there because even though, I mean, what, what maybe was, I'm just jaded our, after no, like. What was our last run there? I mean, we'd eat it and then we'd Mustang. So I was kind of happy that the to get this in here because it is, it's something you know. It's a happy movie, you know. Yeah, and you knew what, uh, but not, what was coming next but week. Not, uh, <laughs> not, a, not, a, not an empty movie at the same time. Um, so what is coming next week, Ricardo? Uh, Judgment at Nuremberg from <laughs> 1961. Yeah, so... Enjoyed um, them three hours three, there, Three hours. Uh, I expect uh, our entire audience to have um, watched all three hours and to have... Oh, uh... <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, they've watched the Estonian version of the class as well. <laughs> 
That is not even in the second page of the Wikipedia uh, or Google. One time. It was guaranteed to happen. Uh, <laughs> so where they can find us, Orla? Uh, you can find us on Twitter, at The Rec Game, or on Facebook, The Recommendation Game. Or if you want to talk to us, um, and not in public on social media, you can email us at um, therecommendationgame at gmail.com. I was Ricardo Deacon. And I was Orla McNeilis. See you next week. Thanks for listening.